0: Hello everyone, my name is Saliha Zada. I'm a filmmaker on a spiritual journey. In these podcasts, I will be talking to people from various industries, backgrounds and experiences and together with you, we will dig deeper into their spiritual connection with their own being or with their own soul. We'll be sharing stories of people from various backgrounds by plunging deeper into their soul connection and get them up close and personal so they can feel comfortable to share their inner stories. Furthermore, the idea is to have a soul reconnection space where people can understand the common thread binding all humanity, for we are spiritual beings first. Welcome to the ninth episode of Untold Story Told. Today, we're joined in by Saad Farooq Khan. Saad is a storyteller, he's a filmmaker, and he's also a great actor. Today, we'll get to know him. We get to know his spiritual side. We get to know what he went through in his life that made him the person he is today hello Saad how are you today
1: I am good I'm good how are you Salia
0: good good it's uh, about nine thirty, actually 10 o'clock in the night here in Sydney Australia
1: mm-hmm. and
0: really cold here it's about 11 degrees outside how's the weather there in Islamabad
1: Islamabad is pretty hot uh, it's pretty hot yeah okay I don't I don't know what the temperature but it's like everyone needs an AC
0: <laughs> <laughs> does everyone have an AC
1: no nah, not un- unfortunately
0: not really. <laughs> Okay. So Saad, uh, let's start by you telling us a bit about who you are and what you do.
1: Well, I am a media graduate um, when if you talk about the academics, but uh, other than that I am just a storyteller. I I write stories, I am an actor. I've been doing theater for like almost uh, 14 years now
0: wow.
1: and I'm filmmaking for like 10 years. So basically, I'm a storyteller. Either I write stories or I become one of the characters and play it on stage. This oh. is who I am.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. Like uh, just to be there on stage. How does it make you feel when you are on stage?
1: It is very strange. Uh, well, I'm not. I'm not a confident person. I'm a very shy person. I feel very shy. But yeah. when I act on stage, that is like that one point when I hide myself. Behind the characters that I play, and I can do whatever I want. That mm-hmm. feels awesome. You know, I just put on the makeup, become someone else, and I know that I'm not Saad anymore. I am the character, so I can do whatever I want. Nobody's going to judge me. Nobody's going to tell me, oh, you should be, you should be this, you should be that. No, mm-hmm. um, that stops there. So it feels liberated, and um, it feels awesome. It feels awesome mm-hmm. to be on stage and especially when you know that you know you are controlling emotions of 400 500 people in front of you when you you know that you know when uh, when they are going to laugh you know that when they are going to cry and they become like puppets you know their 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 strings of emotions are with you and you are playing with them that's that's the most beautiful feeling in the world
0: that's wonderful. That's wonderful. So tell us, Ad, um, during this time of the pandemic, everyone's been um, affected in some way. Different industries, different people individually, they have been affected. Do you think, um, in terms of your uh, desire or the you know the way of life that you have, where you act and all do all these uh, interesting things in the media, do you think anything impacted in a way where you could not? Um, go about things the way you used to?
1: Well, initially when we didn't know anything about the pandemic and how it came and how it is going to end, it was very tough. Mm. Everyone was at home, everyone was, everything was locked uh, down and uh, there were no such activity, no acting, no filmmaking, no nothing. That was pretty stressful. And yes, it affected every one of us, every single person of every single person. Mm. Um but then you know you have to find ways to you know get out of that tensed zone and you know do something which could help you Hmm. and then uh, i started writing i started uh, reading Hmm. reading and writing were those two things that helped me greatly in uh, during that that you know phase Hmm.
0: so do you think sir, that if you're passionate about something like any one of us if you have passion about a certain thing then even if a, a pandemic hits us or something happens uh, people who are passionate they find their little outlets of getting a similar adrenaline rush or a similar feeling that makes them feel passionate in some way
1: well i think if you have that passion with you within you and you know what you you know what makes you feel good then you find ways for it you find ways for doing that thing either it is acting or you know writing or anything anything at all uh, but when you are dependent on someone else you know um, if you are doing a job mm. and if you, uh, you if you hold a position in which you are somehow depending upon the external factors mm. then i think it is uh, much more harder to face and we are not used to pandemics i do i mean you know this is for the first time that we are facing yeah, it yeah so Everyone was struggling to find some way you know to just um, feel feel good or do what they do normally. Mm. Uh, and just be something, just do something. Mm-hmm.
0: So how did you decide that you want to be an actor? Did you always have this feeling that you are an actor or want to be an actor one day? How did it happen?
1: That's a very funny story. That's a very funny story. (laughs) We like to go
0: into it. We like to go
1: into it. So, there was was this board hanging in our school in which you know nine professions were listed engineer, doctor, pilot, and six more. Uh, And acting was was not there. So, I thought initially that maybe these nine professions are the only professions in the world. Mm -hmm. uh, And I would think that, you know, I want to do something different, but I don't know if these are the only possibilities, then I have to choose one of them. And then what happened, my family, my relatives, they would actually make me stand, whenever I would go to my hometown, they would just make me stand in in a circle. And I would, and they would ask me, how does your principal walks? Or how does, (laughs) you know, people in your street, how does he talk? And I would just mimic them. And I was, I was a little, I was six or seven and that they would clap for it by the end of the performance and i was like what kind of work this is you know they, they are appreciating it mm-hmm. and i loved the sound of that clap yeah. and i was like if if i ever get to know if this is if this is actually a profession i didn't know that acting is something or you know actors because we i have been brought up in a very in a pretty conservative uh, background you know yeah. And there was no access to cable TV. There were no, There were no movies. There was no nothing. Just just a PTV drama from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Mm. That was the only thing. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, I would see actors. And then I got to see, uh, you know, I was exposed to Bollywood mm-hmm. and movies. And I remember when I was uh, when I wanted to play the first ever movies that I got and the, the dvd i bought i could not play it because i was so scared <laughs>
0: yeah scared
1: my family maybe they're going to judge me maybe you know uh, they could just beat me up <laughs> yeah. what are you doing but uh, then i got to know that okay this is a profession and this was when i was 11 or 12 and i was like dude movies are the, this is a new world this is a different world mm-hmm. and a beautiful world and I see an actor doing a certain character in a project, and then I see him in another project, and then in another project with different characters. And I was like, this is just same person doing different characters, and this is beautiful. This is the same that you know. This is the same thing. My my relatives would make me stand and tell me mm-hmm. that you know, mimic that, mimic that person. So uh, I was like, I, I loved it. I loved it. I loved the idea of uh, how they perform, how they act. And then I just wanted to discover the ways to get into it, to become an actor. Uh, there was no guidance, there was no nothing around me. Hmm. There was no one who could guide me how to get into it. But there was this. I I had decided by then, when I was like ten or eleven, that I want to be an actor. If <laughs> I don't know how, will I be? But I will be someday.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow! Wow! It's like. Um... It's hard when you don't have any institutions, when you're growing up, or you're not aware of any people, any mentors, any guiding people. Because what happens is that if you're already born in a family that has some links to the entertainment industry in some way, back in the day, they used to be like some grown-up who they used to take you to and, and they used to say, this is this will be your mentor and they would mentor you in, you know, whether it's music or acting or direction, whatever it was, uh, they were mentors. But I think coming from the families that you and I came from, we were not, uh, we were not exposed to that, those, that part of Pakistan. So uh, we had to find our own ways to realize oh okay so people like this about us then this is our calling and i like about you saad is that you were so young and you were so in tune with what makes you happy so uh, in a way passion is also connected with happiness do you think so
1: that's that's very very true i mean you know that the call the inner call that you talked about I strongly believe in this thing that if you are getting an inner call that is not something coming from you but this is actually a message of God, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. God wants you to do certain thing and he this, this is a very divine message that you get, that inner call doesn't just, you know, just doesn't take birth mm-hmm. um, by, of, by by its own, there has to be a medium, uh, you, you there has to be, you know, a source of it. So when you know that you are getting an inner call, and I really, really appreciate those people who follow that call, mm-hmm. who just works hard for it, because, because that's the only way, by the end of it, when you, let's say, when you are like in your 60s and you are having, this is what I would think actually, when I was a kid, I was like, dude, when I will turn 60 and I may have a big house, I may have like, you know, six to eight cars and a, a a huge bungalow seaside somewhere but what if for example if i am sitting in my lounge and if i think about the fact that am i doing the same thing i wanted to do or Mm -hmm. is it something different and if is it some if if it is if it turns out to be something different it would be killing it would be you know torturing for me Mm -hmm. if i think of it that, that actually helps a lot. You have to have a passion. You and, and everybody has it. It's just that some of us, you know, follows it. Some of us listen to it. Some of us ignores it. Um, some of us become followers. Uh, that, oh, I know this guy, he's a doctor and he is having a good lifestyle. Oh, I know he's an engineer, he's having a good lifestyle. So I want to be a doctor or I want to be an engineer. You're actually following that lifestyle, hmm. not that person.
0: It's like a you know? copycat sort of thing like where you just want to become zero copies of each other but not know what's inside right
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Hmm.
0: hmm. So interesting, because um, you, I. It feels like you always uh, were very thoughtful, lost in thoughts, kind of a human <laughs> being. I'm feeling like that because you have to be so deep in thoughts to be thinking about yourself as a second person and also being that person. You know, um, you know, people like uh, you know uh, us are generally told that, you know, they are uh, lost in the clouds or they're daydreaming when they're younger. So, did you have a similar experience where you were told that you're mostly daydreaming?
1: I was uh, I was actually, I used to talk to myself and as what you said about the second person thoughts, I would think myself of someone else and then I would think of myself as someone guiding that person. Mm-hmm. Since I, I, I had no mentor, I wanted to be a mentor of myself, you know. Um. And I was, uh, and I was ready for failures. I knew that I'm going to fail. you know if there is no one to guide you, you'll definitely fall. And um, that in those times that second person would help me a lot mm-hmm. telling me that it's okay, you failed but you are following um, your inner call. you want to, you want to do something which comes from your you know that's that's your, that's your uh, what you may call that, that uh, divine message mm-hmm. that you are following then it's okay i mean doesn't matter if you fail if you fall mm-hmm. you stand up dust yourself do it again do it again do it hundred times thousand times but eventually you will make it someday so that motivation that i needed from someone else eventually uh, i became that person to motivate myself mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm.
0: that's so, it huh? that's it because that's what you know all these mentors and all these um, uh, life coaches, everybody just talks about self-love a lot. Uh, and they're actually trying to get to people get in, to get into it. But people like you were getting in tuned with that higher self or that inner being from a very young age. Because um, did you have any, um, it, which makes me think, did you have any impactful um Uh, circumstances or some situation when you were younger that made you realize that i completely don't have anybody to guide me so i have to guide myself like a feeling of feeling lost and then finding yourself like finding your feet and pushing yourself i mean did anything in particular happen that made you do that
1: well that actually happened a lot of times a lot of times because when i knew that see um a family is like, you know, your family members are the closest people to you. Nobody is more closer to them. But, but when you don't find that support or that guidance from your closest family members, then you either have to be a, a mentor or a teacher or a, a, a guide of your own or you just, you know, you just fall into pieces. You don't have any other option. You cannot rely on anybody else if the closest members of your family do not understand you mm. I had no solution. I mean if I had any I would have opted that but I knew that since you know nobody is going to understand me this is acting is something new in my family nobody has ever acted before um, in fact they look down upon it and you know about this profession and mm. all you would know better you know
0: no. uh, since
1: you all are a pathan
0: yeah.
1: and it was very tough but um uh, i enjoyed it. i enjoyed the whole process i i saw actors i would watch the movies I, and i would i would then and then what happened i would read their biographies was it easier for them um, if so then maybe this is not my cup of tea because if it is easier for everybody then it should have been easier for me as well mm. but when i got to know that it was not easier for most of them then i was like if they have made it if they have done it then I can do it too, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, there are no, there are no excuses for it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you just believe in one thing that you know, um, according to your mortality rate, you are going to die when you are 60 or 65. Then you don't have enough time. I mean, uh, I still work like 18 to 20 hours a day. I four hours are enough for me to sleep and do things which are not necessary for the productivity but I am like that I I don't want to waste my time I don't want to waste any single day of my life not any weekend I have not seen weekends for like years now and then this this pandemic you know it came uh, up and and then everything was disturbed but then before that and inshallah after that as well um, I am a workaholic person. I find peace in work because mm-hmm. my passion and work—they are the only things who were with me when I was alone. And I had always been a loner. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that's why. Maybe that's why I think a bit deep because i have i have nothing else to do
0: <laughs> <laughs> you see um i think you know you're talking about acting and how you know family rules and belief systems and i think there always comes a generation in my experience there always comes a generation that challenges the previous generations um and uh, what happens is that when we are young i i i'm pretty sure you feel this too we think that when we need to speak out what we want it means you're disrespecting them so we either shut up basically keep our mouths shut or we just some of us become rebels and just do things without telling our parents or some of us just you know push the boundaries and tell them this is who we are in all of this i've realized is that um till someone does not tell their parents who they are like this is how they feel or this is what they want to be like I, and tell them we're not disrespecting our ancestors or anything like that till that moment doesn't come uh, parents will never know what the child wants so there is this aspect of which people don't consider is that sometimes parents just don't know what the child wants because it seems to them that they're going on the so-called wrong path. But the the child has to come to a point where they have to educate the parent. So the ge- previous generations, you know, whatever's been going on, something has to change. Right. Do you, do you feel like that that kind of a thing that happens with uh,
1: Families. see what I believe in that you your bloodline is important your lineage the lineage yes. that you share is important but it is nothing is more important than you mm. I mean you know you are not going to be answerable to your ancestors uh, by the end of when you are actually on your deathbed mm. nobody from your family is going to stand in front of you and ask you you know beta what did you do no mm. at, at that moment you will only be with yourself and then, in that moment, if you think about all those things, if you think about all the those external factors which actually had, you know, had a relationship with you, but had no actually, uh, not not a direct, you know, connection with you or with your thoughts and your dreams. You were you. You were alone. You wanted to do something by your by your own. Mm-hmm. That inner call, the, the call that you got was actually for you, not mm-hmm. for your ancestors mm-hmm. <laughs> Then have to stand for your own you know hmm. then you do things that you want to do
0: hmm. exactly I mean, exactly
1: yeah, no nobody is going to uh, you know no, nobody is going to take care of you when if if you fall you are uh, you stand you you know you become your motivation uh, and that's the most important thing
0: that's right Sadh. because i was just thinking about this as you were saying all these words every word was standing out because the thing is uh, there also comes a point where uh, your parents then see that determination in you, right? They see, oh my God, he is really, he's really adamant. So once you prove your metal in a way, they actually get to then trust your process. And there comes a day where you see the same parents who are not agreeing. They come to a point that they're like, okay, this is this is something he's doing. So you uh, must have had those moments uh, with your family
1: a lot of the times what actually what happened was that i have studied in a boys college it was it was a boys college and then you know one day i got to know that there is a theater society uh, in my college mm-hmm. but there are no girls and i was wondering about it who would be those actors you mm-hmm. know who takes care of the society and who leads it and then one day uh somebody's some of my friend he actually told one of my teachers that you know he wants to be an actor and he called me and he was like do you want to be an actor I said yes sir and he was like okay we are doing a play and we actually want uh, you to play character of a girl of basically Anarkali <laughs> and because you are delegated you are you know you have those features <laughs> I was like okay um, I And I didn't care what he was offering me. I was just happy that he's offering me something, something of that I really want to do. And and then what happened was that for four years I would play characters of girls. You know, I have become Anarkali. I have become. It's not
0: easy. It's not easy
1: it's not easy especially when you oh. study in a boys college because you know the the repercussions of it yes. <laughs> when, you, when you play the character yes. and then what i would do i would just you know walk in heels all day when <laughs> i would come home yeah just to just to see how you know how does girl you know how does how does they walk how does they talk um i studied their body language and these were the things i was doing when i was not actually studying acting you know These were the things I wanted to do because, see, if you want to play a character, this is what I had believed um, in, that if you want to play a character, you, you know, uh, notice, you observe. Observation is like very, very, very important. And I knew that even before opening any book of acting. Mm. And this is what I would do. I would closely observe my mother. I would closely observe my sisters and, and all the women around me how do they talk, what do they talk about, how, does they ca- how, do, how do they carry themselves, you know, in different situations, how do they react and that actually helped me a lot. So one day I was performing this uh, play and by the end of it, the chief guest, he came up on stage and he was like, um, this girl, I don't know from which college she has come, but she was brilliant. And I was sitting in the audience and I was like, dude, I'm not a girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: But that's quite an honor, isn't it? That it you, is. I mean, to it think is. that you are a girl because that's what you were trying to do all along, right? That was your character.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And then I went up on stage. I, you know, and he shook hands, and when I, sh- when I, when we were shaking hands, I actually pressed his hand like tightly, like <laughs> men would do, and he was shocked on stage. He was a poet, a famous poet. He was shocked. <laughs> And <laughs> what happened was that he actually invited me uh for tea, you know? And then I had to do it. I had to tell him that see man, you, I would I don't know if you invite us for tea or not.
0: <laughs> what kind of <laughs> but... a tea was that?
1: <laughs> I... <laughs> <laughs>
0: we need to know what was the uh you know, the setup and what was the uh you know what was the uh, background setup and the foreground setup of that tea. <laughs>
1: I would have told you about it if I had gone for it, because uh, you at that moment, yeah, <laughs> I just wanted to break his, uh, you know, fantasy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do you regret not going? <laughs>
1: No, I don't, I don't. I I, I mean, I don't know. I would have, I'm still having those questions that you, you know, you are asking me what would have happened, what kind of it would have been and all that.
0: I'm just saying this because what happens is that when we reflect and we go back into times that uh, changed everything for us, these kind of little fun moments also, uh, you know, make us more, uh, uh, you know, they make us more aware of what we want. You know, we want more of these fun moments. Where people actually, you know, for instance, that he actually thought you were a girl. It came to a point where he also wanted to invite you over. So this is this is impactful. And you didn't go through any uh, acting school. You didn't go into any like proper studies about it. You just knew how to affect a certain number of number of people with a character that you played, and you would just be so good at it that then people were influenced in a way that they just thought you are that character and this is this is in method actors as far as i know method actors are like that like people like amir khan who completely changed themselves for a character they actually worked through for that character change their body changed their hair so for every movie they changed themselves you had that in you at such a young age that's marvelous that's marvelous now tell me with all of these experiences and we can dwell into them and I know you must be having so many of them but tell me where do you think uh, lies the spiritual aspect connected to acting? Do you think there is any connection with spirituality and acting?
1: Obviously, for sure, definitely. See, God is creator. He has created this universe. He has created all of us and how spirituality is linked to it, how I think of it is that God is a creator and when you act, you become a co-creator,
0: mm.
1: you know, mm. you become, you, you make those characters, uh, you make actually humans, mm. characters that do not really exist and you make them, that's the most beautiful feeling in the world if you think about it and then you, I actually pray a lot when I prepare for a character because I am, I pray to God that see God, I am doing something which you have not done. You know, mm-hmm. which you have made, mm-hmm. and I am going to, with the help, with your help, definitely. I, with your help, I'm, I'm going to, uh, make this person. So please guide me in it, and please, you know, help me in it, because this person would be having all those attributes with all those, you know, things, likes and dislikes. It's like a proper human being, mm. and to, to, to build such a person, um, you definitely need to be connected with the creator so that you can be a good co-creator. This is how I feel.
0: Right, right. that is such a powerful thing you said there, Saad. You said you have to be good friends with the Creator so you can be a good co-creator. And many people uh, are still trying to understand this whole idea of co-creation. And it stems back to the idea that we have God within us. So there's no this external thing that's out there or something. So if you know that God's with you and you're co-creating with God, you know, like it's it's in pretty much all religions and all these books, they say that God put his uh, life into you like the, uh, you know, so you have a bit of God in, in you. So that's why as a collective, when we gather together in a gathering where everybody's talking about God or they're talking about spirituality, or there's a performance on stage, it's collecting all little bits that God put in you in one place. And that's why it's connected to spirituality, because you feel the presence of god in the place where there's all these people t- in with this one feeling that character is performing uh, on stage right
1: that is very true very true especially mm. see you would not know about yourself either if you are going to laugh tomorrow or you're going to cry tomorrow if you are going to feel good or bad tomorrow as you would not know that you, your creator knows that same happens when you are acting on stage uh, only you know, you know what your audience is going to feel the very next moment uh, When are they going to laugh, when are they going to cry, when are they going to feel good, feel bad, feel disappointed, feel happy, whatever mm. I mean when you, so that that becomes a very very special thing to me and acting is, it is, it is sacred for me, it is sacred for me like my religion mm. uh, exactly like that, I think of it, I th- don't think of it as, as a profession only as something that you do and you get paid for you know getting paid for is is a plus point it you know it also takes care of your kitchen but other than that i mean if see if you have to find your passion if you as um, if you have to see what you are good at or what you should do in your life you should think of all those things that you can do for free you know this is this is what i believe in if you can do something for free and yet you enjoy doing it that's your inner mm-hmm. call that you should do in your life because then that then then you would not be you know um, looking up for other things how how would it take care of my kitchen how would you know take care of me Uh, what would be its return it becomes unconditional love with you with your work with your profession or with the inner call and unconditional love always comes for you know the inner calls not for anything else not for any inspiration not for any you know external uh, uh thing imposed on you by your parents or or by anyone else or by the you know the same thing which i told mm-hmm. you that you know you follow most of the people follow other people mm-hmm. uh, oh, he's a doctor he's earning good i should also be a doctor mm-hmm. no so that if you if you uh, if you go for a profession or if you do a certain thing for its returns then it means that you're doing a business deal, mm-hmm. you know I'll give you my life, you give me all that you know, that you give but you know, special calls are different the, the, again as, as I've mentioned it like 100 times that inner call that is very important for, for everybody to follow okay. because that's where the happiness lies yeah. Even if you have good money, or even if you if you don't, there was time when I was not getting paid for my characters, for my acting, uh, initially. But then I was still enjoying it, uh, because I was doing something that I wanted to do, mm. you know. And then when I started getting pay for it, it was a plus point. It was like, uh, it was like, uh, 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 um, you know, uh, um, what you can say, it was like a a, a dessert mm. presented after food. I needed my food. That was my food. Mm. <laughs> You
0: know? So beautiful, so beautiful how you said that. Now, just tell us one more thing, Saad. Tell us, um, I'm thinking when you were younger, you must be having some moments with your mother where you observed her or you um, had some influences from her that made you uh, more in tune with this um, way of being an actor. Like, did you play any roles as a kid uh, around her? and impressed her and she got really excited did you have any any of those moments with her
1: uh well i actually always wanted to invite my father to my performances and but i i never did that i was waiting for something big i was waiting for something huge because my father would say Often that I am a very shy kid. I, you know, I do not meet people. I do not see people. I hide from them. And this is what I was. This is what I would do. And then I, when I started acting on stage, I actually wanted to, you know, invite him and see that what your son can do. He can also perform in like five hundred in front of five hundred people. But I never did that. I was waiting for something else, for something big. Not, not this play. Maybe an next one. Maybe with a more bigger audience, with a more stronger character. And then. In 2010 he passed away you know and i could never invite him i could never so that's like one big regret that i'm having and uh, what i feel now is that i should do something so huge i should play something i should do something so big that you know i i could i could just make my father see it from mm-hmm. heavens you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: let's see this okay this is my son now i know him yes as long as my mother, I had been very much, I had been very, very attached to my mother and my sisters because I have no brother, so all of my life I have spent <laughs> with women. Um, and uh, they have deeply impacted me because, you know, the mood swings, the the, the little nuances, the sensitivity, um, the emotions and the free flow of emotions that, you know, women share. <laughs> Is something every actor should. If 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 an actor is closely connected to any woman in his life, um, he or she would know um, that you know how to play a certain character because those emotions are they're very important to to be understood. Uh, Those moments, how would the other person react? so yeah I, uh, my mother has actually and I then invited to my biggest place because mm-hmm. when I started doing commercial theater I would always invite her she would come and she would just uh, you know see me after the performance and I would feel like a star uh, when the audience would come to me and you know when I would know that my mother is also there and all those people are also there and then it would just fade away in a moment when I would come out of that stage and my mother would message me you know to bring grocery to get to get food (laughs) and I was like okay you 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 would have been very good but please Bring bread <laughs> while you come back.
0: So you're like this great actor on stage, and everybody's like, "Wow, he's a hero! What a great acting performance was that!" And then when you go home, it's like, "Better go get me some bread." <laughs> yeah. yeah, back to the normal life, <laughs> I mean... which is good because yeah. I think what happens is that there are very few actors who are there who are humble, and uh, they may be coming from humble beginnings, but to stay humble is it's it's a hum- it's human nature. Ego gets in the way when you have a lot. Uh, A lot can also be abundance in the form of people liking you only. Like it doesn't really have to be material wealth. That can also bring in the ego aspect. But it's a very fine line between knowing your balance and knowing that I need to stick to my heart and I need to be, I need to stay in a heart-centered space close to where I feel happy, close to my inner being rather than crossing over to the other side because it's very easy to because the same people who clap for you in a room one day the next day you, and there are no people there and there's nobody appreciating you the way you appreciated so much the other day and it can bring an actor to a high and a low so as an actor you have to stay so connected that no matter you have a low where there's nobody around you and you have a high where there's a gazillion number of people clapping for you everywhere he's still going to be okay in there right
1: that's very true that's very true and uh, see uh, if you are i maybe these these are natural things you know the ego and that feel that you are something this is natural mm-hmm. but and i might have had it too but i think i am not having those things uh, uh, Alhamdulillah. Maybe because when I act, I know that the person who is on stage is not me. Mm-hmm. You know, I was there when I I was sad when I entered the makeup room. Mm-hmm. The person who got the room it was not me. So who am I? Do you know who should be you know uh, proud about it or who should just flaunt it? You know, I played this character. I played no. You were just a, a tool for mm-hmm. it. You were just a medium for it you have nothing special people don't want to see Saad people want people want to see the characters see mm. and they are interested in the characters and then they see you afterward and then they, they, they people tell me that you were good you were this you were that and I was I'm like and I'm shocked and I'm surprised and most of the times I do not even remember what I did on yeah. stage most of the time and I'm like maybe okay I'll tell that actor that you were actually you know praising him but that is not <laughs> me I'm not that person. <laughs> him that you liked him. <laughs>
0: yes, yes I, I know what you're talking about and it also goes back to our ability to uh, disconnect and connect as actors, which is so important because um, some characters can stay with you. Uh, as we know, very uh, famous uh, Hollywood actors whose uh, characters were so strong and they were so method actors in in themselves that they uh, could not let go of their characters so um it's really interesting to know your journey there's going to be plenty more podcasts with you too because i think there's so many segments like i really want to ponder into this whole vulnerability part where you are very connected with your feminine side as well, which is so important to have a uh, balance for both men and women, to have a balance of their masculine and their feminine. When people get it confused with the body characteristics, it's nothing to do with that. It's the inner balance that anyone needs to have in their in their uh life and that's why you know what happens is that uh when you have poet schools or places where there's a blend of men and women it's a more balanced space so i would love to talk more about how you are connected within in the next podcast but before i let you go could you let us know if you have a message for anyone who's going to get into acting and is a bit confused in their in their teenage and does not know what whether this will be successful, like, you know, whether, whether they'll make money or not. Do you have any advice for them?
1: Well, I would just say one thing um, that I often talk about is that either you are an actor or you are not an actor. Do not follow anyone. Uh, if you get that inner call, if you get that thing that you are an actor, that you enjoy performing in front of four to five people, or ten people, or twenty, or one thousand people, then do it. Then, then work for it and then allah will make ways for you and will be guided you will not be you know you you will do what you uh you will be where you want to be one day uh, but if you're not an actor then please don't please don't please don't follow any star please don't follow any other actor because that is his journey you have your own journey you have your own capabilities you cannot just follow other people and if you and an actor is a very yeah inshallah for <laughs> sure if, if we have uh, podcast I will uh, talk about it in detail what things an actor should have and what you know what he should do but the crux is if you do not feel that you have that thing in you please don't come into it please don't step into it do not think about money at all do not think about any anything else everything everything is secondary the primary thing is if you are an actor or if you're not and either you are an actor or you're not you cannot become an actor Mm. you just polish yourself polish yourself uh with your degrees with your acting institutions colleges but um the the, the seed of it either you are a mango tree or you're not you cannot become a mango tree mm. you know
0: yeah it has to be uh it has to resonate with you so much that you feel like without it i cannot be so my being is connected to it right
1: beautifully put in words
0: yes. so sad <laughs> yeah. it's all you you gave me all the words i just listened to you and uh, co-created <laughs> it with you now uh, what i have for you just as a gratitude before you go uh because you said such uh-huh. positive lovely things and such interesting stories from your childhood and your life which we are very very grateful to you for because uh all the listeners listening right now are getting such a uh, great sense of uh, a part of uh the you know the, this like what an actor goes through right um basically if you come down to it so just as a gratitude i have these cards with me sad they're called uh, power thought cards they are positivity cards like affirmations and each one mm-hmm. of them sad has a positive message on it okay Beautiful. so what Beautiful. i'm Beautiful. gonna do is uh, they're double-sided so there'll be a message on either side okay And uh, I will just try to uh, intuitively, as much as I can can connect with my higher self, try to uh, bring out a card for you without looking. I'm just shuffling right now as we speak. Uh, Oh, interesting. (laughs) It's all fun. It's all like just, uh, you know, it's like a game just to keep us happy because I think life is uh, too serious. So we should chill a bit, right? So I'm just going to give you some positive hopefully whatever card comes out is something that you resonate with if, it, if you don't resonate it's you know how to just not let it affect you right <laughs> okay <laughs> so let's take out your card oh it says i love my body Wow. so on one side it says i love my body and uh, on the other side it says i create peacefulness in my mind and my body reflects this Peacefulness as perfect health.
1: To- I barely needed this card. I barely needed this motivation because I so wanted to join my gym back. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: join the gym now. <laughs> I- I'm I promise I'm not working for your gym or anything, so (laughs) I'm not with them. But this is from the universe. This message has come to you that I love my body and uh, I create peacefulness in my mind and my body reflects this peacefulness as perfect health. What I'll do is I'll take a picture of that, Saad, and send it over to you. And you can keep it with you and uh, look at it and think what it means to you.
1: Please, please 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 i would love to i would love to and it was such it was it was my first podcast ever <laughs> and i enjoyed it i loved it it was going to be for like 30 minutes but yes. now it is like we have <laughs> 40 minutes and it's, this is beautiful I, you know <laughs> this is beautiful thank you so much thank you so much for i'm very grateful you're most
0: welcome you know, sad you see the thing is that flow i believe in flow and if something is flowing like river or, or a lake you just let it flow. Uh, there's no use of you know, having a time limit to something that's going like a flow. And I I felt that from you from the very beginning, and we haven't. I don't think that we've actually spoken in real life, but we've always heard about each other, and uh, connected in some ways. And of course, by, through uh, the universal laws and everything, we're pretty much connected as as a human tribe. But this conversation has led me to think that this was meant to be. It was, it came like a flow. It all connected, uh, you know, the podcast and everything. And here we are. So it's been wonderful speaking to you. It has been very inspirational knowing all your stories. And there'll be plenty more of conversations with you. As I said earlier, thank you for coming to the podcast, Sat. It's been a pleasure
1: thank you so much thank you so much thank you once again for inviting and one day i i hopefully i will also you know start my podcast and then i'll i'll definitely because you know i i feel strange now because i've been talking about myself for like 30 40 minutes and i also want to know because i feel that you also have that depth within you so someday when i'll start my own podcast uh, and hopefully if i find these cards as well that you have just you know shuffled I'll definitely call you <laughs> and I'll definitely take you and talk to you about you know your journey and how you get got into films and all. But inshallah we'll definitely it talk will about it
0: will happen. Thank inshallah, you so much. Inshallah, it will happen. I can envision it if I close my eyes. I will be coming to your podcast. Get ready. Tell the universe that you are ready and it will happen. Thank you, Sadh. Thank you. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you so Bye-bye. much, Sadh. <laughs>
0: And if you would like to get to know Saad Farooq Khan, you can find him on Facebook under his name, which is spelled as S-A-A-D Saad F-A-R-R-U-K-H Farooq K-H-A-N Khan, Saad Farooq Khan.